Just All right, like, well, it started. Yeah. So, so this is. Ah. Yeah. You, you okay there? You good? Yep. All right. We're good. Cool. All right. Uh, All right. First podcast. Get into it now. Yeah. All right. Welcome to Bike Race Weekly. Bike Race Weekly. That might change. Might change. Working. Working name. Could be Race Biking Weekly. Race Biking. There could be a bunch of names. It, it's kind of different. I don't know. I like it. I mean, obviously, by the time this gets posted, there'll, there'll be a title. There'll be a title. Probably. Okay. All right. So, what's up? Uh, my name is Rick, and I am joined by my co-host. I'm Ryan. And uh, we are going to jump into all things bike racing. And specifically, uh, we're going to be looking at a lot of uh, U.S. bike racing, because we are both from America, and we love American bike racing. Yeah, so basically what we're trying to do is uh, kind of help build that community of uh, following bike races in america there's not much of a an outlet for that and that's what we want to do make this podcast to help people follow american bike racing yeah and we both had grown up and raced around the midwest and being that we live in america we typically race a lot of criteriums and we live specifically i guess i don't know is that too much information now we can tell we live in wisconsin so maybe we'll, we'll keep that a secret as to where in wisconsin we live until maybe a later date uh, but yeah, we, we grow, we race a lot of criteriums, so I wouldn't say this is going to be a hundred percent focused on criteriums and the stuff we cover, but inevitably it's going to be a lot of stuff that's yeah. based around criteriums. Yeah. We're going to be, uh, following, um, uh, PRCs, um, the, uh, the road race is going on. So probably some, uh, tour of California, tour of Utah. Group of America's Dairyland, Redlands. Uh, we got Athens Twilight coming up soon. Yeah, that's going to be a cool one. That's definitely one of those uh, historic crits. So, um, yeah, we really want to highlight some of the races that you don't often find on a lot of the news outlets and races that are cool because they're they're in our communities. Like we care about them. So, I mean, for example, you know, a race that we've loved to do in the past. Ryan, you've actually worked at it for. Is it two or three years? Uh, uh, three years, three years. Three years. Uh, it's been the Tour of America's Dairyland. Uh, so anybody living in Wisconsin um, or the Midwest knows that race pretty well. It's a blast. It's such a fun race, such a good time. And it's it's a it's a high-level race, too. We get a lot of teams that come internationally, teams that are, are you know, Midwest powerhouses, national, you know, caliber teams. So um, we'll definitely be covering a lot of those kind of events, and specifically, yeah, the Tour of America's Dairyland. So. Yeah, that was pretty crazy, because the first year I worked for uh, Tour of America's Dairyland, I was on the crew that set up the course, um, so if you ever saw us, I was probably in that, but... Um, so you were like the sweaty guy I was at, sweaty at guy. 6 a.m., yes. like pulling, pulling barriers apart? Pulling barriers, yep. Okay, yep. all right. Um, but uh, I didn't know what Toad was, to be honest. So that was, like, that was literally your first experience first season first season of bike racing okay yeah and uh you you raced the entire thing too yeah so that was 11 days that year so not only did you work it every single day but you raced it every single day yeah so as my first year it didn't go well no i held on to most races but being the first year yeah well well. yeah i I was one one race not really but like I went you, off in the last like lap. You probably thought you were going to win the race. There was a split second of I might win this. And then okay. um, then another, like, five seconds later, there was, nope, nope, that's, I'm not, yeah. nope. I, I think everybody has, like, that, that moment where, like, 
has had that race where it kind of slows down a little bit on the last lap, and you're like, this is my time. I'm going to win the race. I'm going to go off the front and just solo the glory. And you take, like, three pedal strokes, and somebody's right on the wheel, and it's just soul-crushing. So we all have that have had that experience. But, yeah, it's, that's pretty crazy, man. So you you obviously love love that race quite a bit. I've, I've raced it uh, only one year. I've been the entire thing, but obviously I've been around watching it and checking it out uh, the other year that I didn't get a chance to race it. But, uh, yeah, it, also, you want to check to make sure we're still recording it? This is a yeah, kind of new to the podcast game, so... Uh, it's still going. All right, cool. So, yeah, yep. we're, we're kind of testing equipment on this, this first go at it. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, speaking of speaking of racing our bikes... Um, speaking of Toad first. Okay, yeah, yeah. Did you know I won down it? Um, what category was that? Four or five. Oh, wow. Okay. Isn't that kind of funny, though, how, like, the, <laughs> you, anytime we, we meet somebody... Ryan's Ryan's first inclination to talk about bike bike racing is, oh yeah, I went I went down his growth criterion, and the natural reaction is, wow, what year did you do that in? Yeah, like, oh, twenty sixteen. Everyone always goes, oh, cat one, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, four fives. Yeah, four fives. But, four, this is this is the cat four champion yeah. of the Downers Grove Classic Criterion. So. It's literally something that's happened three years ago, and we're still hearing about it every single day of the week, at least. But, yeah, it's, uh, oh my god, if you win that race again this year, are you going to get it, like, tattooed on your chest or something? Like, Downers Grove Champion 2016-2018. Are you actually thinking about that? I can, I can see now the gears, like, it. moving in your head. Well, anyway, anyways, um, speaking of, of racing our bikes, uh both past and present, uh, we actually raced our bikes today. Um, Wisconsin's had a hell of a winter, so it's it's April 21st First, today. April 21st. We got four inches of snow just this week in, in about like one or two days. That's that's just down here. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Two hours north of here, they got 15 inches in two days. Yeah. After, after it being uh, 50s all last week, we had a blizzard got... Uh, we only, we didn't get hit that bad down here. I mean, we still got almost like six inches or something in a day or two, but, uh, just a little north of here, they got like 15 or 20, uh, inches in like a day or two. Oh, it, it's ridiculous. So, so needless to say, um, our, our road season usually starts in April, like April. the first weekend of April. First or second yeah. week, weekend. And we, we just had our first race of the Wisconsin road season today, um, and I mean, I feel bad for the people that are living like in Minneapolis, who typically start their their race season the same time. Our, our Minnesota neighbors, because they still have like, well, I don't know, something like twelve inches of snow. They have a, they still have a lot of snow. Way more than we do. Um, so yeah, today was a blast. It was the uh, the Whitnall Park Spring Classic, presented by KS Energy, Team Wisconsin. I think that's what it's called. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's on. Yeah. But it was There's fun. a new team. There's a new team that put it on. No, it's the same team. They have new kits. Though. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, they, look, they look pretty cool, though. I like, I like the new kits. Yeah, it was on yeah. that. Yeah. Pretty cool. But it, it was pretty fun race today. Uh, Ryan and I are both cat threes, so... The working class... The... Uh, class? Yeah, the, the, you know, the work the working man's racing category. Yeah. Um, we both are definitely not professional racers, nor are we good bike racers, but we, we have fun. We've come to an understanding. Yeah. We're yeah. going to put our best efforts forward, 
but we don't belong racing with people who do that for a living. Uh, yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. So. Um, yeah, I've jumped in those one-two races, those one-two-three races a couple times, and oh god, it is uh, quite a bit faster. But yeah, it was it was fun today. Um, I think and that's not to go to say that we're like bad racers. Or I don't know. I know we're not bad racers. I think just, we do pretty well for our the situation of like having jobs and you know being more like more so more so weekend warrior. It, we we are literally weekend warriors. Yeah, I, I'd say that's a pretty good. Uh, yeah, a, a pretty good uh, description of us, right? Um, so yeah, today windows a super hilly crit, so you essentially go downhill. The roads are also awful, so it's just littered with potholes. Um, oh my gosh, which, potholes everywhere. It, it's ridiculous. So <clears throat> props for Chaos Energy at putting on that crit every single year. It's a really easy course to police, and there's only two entrances to the course, so that's why they probably do it. But oh my god, at almost every category, there's some kind of like pothole-related crash. I lost um, my chain. You lost today. a chain. I think you just faked that, and I think you just wanted a free lab because you were looking kind of tired. You were, you thought you were gonna just tail gun the entire race. Well, you know that's uh, me me versus you. So. Yeah. Well, I, I my say versus yours. That's true. Um, and and today, I, so came down to a nice bunch sprint, and uh, I, I think I sprinted to ninth why don't you, place. Why don't you explain Which where one? you were last two three laps? It it was a solid, probably, um, I think it was like a mile course. It it was a maybe a little bit less than a mile, but pretty close to it. So there was two hills, but then it was basically uphill, downhill, uphill, downhill, and finish. then you were back to the the first uphill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so probably on like the, I I've done this race twice before, and I kind of know that you've got to be pretty close to the front on the last couple laps. But if you're too close to the front, guys will try to attack because they think that they can go to the line solo. Some people do. It usually doesn't happen. But uh, Ryan, you were kind of far up on that race. Um, yeah, I could I could see that you were like probably sitting, you know, five wheels deep with like three laps to go. Where I was, I was probably an upper up the upper third of the. Of the pack. Yeah, um, the most of the race, I I was kind of just sitting in. Mm -hmm. I was tailgunning a little bit. I, w I was trying to conserve as much energy as I could. Um, once we got into like three or four laps to go, it kind of becomes pretty hectic i think most people kind of kind of know that especially for like three fours where yeah you have those lulls and then everything everyone just swarms so i tried to stay at the front in the last few laps just so that i could avoid that swarming and i could kind of see people trying to come up the you know get that like watch people kind of swarm the yeah. outsides and you can kind of keep the pace up a little bit so you don't get absorbed into that no i i totally understand that it's it's such a hard race and like, I, anybody listening to this, like, you can't really get a feel for it because you're just listening to us describe it, but it's it's a, it's a hilly crit with probably, like, you know, one initial climb, and then it flattens out, and then you climb again over, like, another small little hill, and then you go downhill, and then you go up over a hill again. So the timing is just so hard because you, you have guys on those last couple laps that are just attacking like crazy. You want to stay close to the front, but, yeah, at the same time, it's like if you get sucked into moves or you get sucked into... Uh, any kind of like breakaway efforts you're just you're burning so much energy so I, I think I got I had pretty good positioning I was pretty lucky that I, I was able to kind of ride somebody close and follow them to the front and on that last lap I was I was in okay positioning I, I definitely wasn't contending for the win I, I think I got eighth or ninth probably ninth place yeah which was three ahead of you yeah I was um in the last lap I had perfect positioning 
I think I was um I was I was really fighting for position in that last lap, but I was sitting second or third wheel, and then into the only corner in the, it was basically one big circle with just one corner. Yeah. Going into that corner, I was sitting second wheel, um, because everybody was breaking around that corner, so we we maintained our speed. But as soon as we got out of that corner, the guy in the uh, who was in front of me just just went for it, and mm-hmm. uh, I started going, and that was when. I just, I kind of just started blowing up at that point. Um, yeah, I, I could tell because I, I, I had passed you. I wasn't as far ahead. I wasn't as far towards the front as you were when everything started happening. But you just kind of looked like you were out of gas a little bit when yeah. you came by. And that's that's honestly how this race usually pans out. Like, there's only the people that are still sprinting when they cross the line are the ones that are winning the race. Everybody else is so freaking gas from getting over these like mini little rolly hills that it, it's like half the people sprinting are, are in the saddle, the other half of the people sprinting are just, or the other half of the people are just like literally gasping for air before they cross the line. Yeah, and it caught me like out of nowhere, to be honest. Like, I felt good, and then as soon as he started just going, and I, I tried to stay on him, because I think he took second place uh, in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as as soon as I tried to, tried going after him, like, I just blew up, and I was, I, I, be honest i didn't realize i was that tired but um we were, we were kind of talking before how uh that's where like the, the type of training that i've been doing i've been doing a lot of sweet spot and haven't been doing any kind of uh like sprint training or like burst training so when when i once i start doing just bursts over and over again i get my muscles just kind of give out because they they have no uh yeah, you're just not used to that. Like, yeah. I, I made that mistake last year where I, like, I didn't really do a lot of top-end training coming into the season, and then you hit those first few races, and it's like, oh, my God. It's super hard. You're just not used to that. You really – it's just so hard to replicate that when you're mm-hmm. when you're riding around or when you're even training, too, uh, as much as people want to, like, you know, like, do intervals and stuff like that, which is, which is great. But, like, yeah, once you start racing, then your body really starts to get used to it. You that realize specific effort, so I mean, you realize where you lack. Yeah, yeah. The first one always hurts in the, per- the beginning of the year, and then you know the season goes on, and and uh, you know hopefully hopefully we improve with that. Uh, I think. Let's see. Uh, why, why don't we talk about real quick? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Why don't we talk about? So, well, are you good on the on the race today? Yeah. Yeah. We're good. I'm sure people are yeah. good at hearing. So we, yeah, we we both finished around the same spot. Um, I, I did win though. I I, not, I didn't win, but Rick, I, I Rick beat Ryan. Rick, yeah. Rick beat me. Which is I, this is the. I was confident I was gonna do minimum podium. Well, I beat you today. So anyways, yeah. you can. Get to I the I end. didn't. Yeah. Um. It's fine. So why don't we just talk about what? Uh, since this is the first podcast, uh-huh. uh, why don't we just talk about what our seasons looking at, uh, looking like, and uh, how we're training. And then, um... Really, what, you think people are interested in how we're training? Yeah, I think people are. I, I don't know. I'm interested I, in how I guess other so. people... Well, I, I mean, I, I, we'll I just, find interest in that, yeah. I like to hear how people, like, approach the season. I mean, we don't have to go into it. I mean, uh... That's true. What I'm doing is, um, I'm doing Trainer Road. I'm a huge, uh... I mean, I'm really into Trainer Road. You... That's I, like I really you like do. it. You really don't ride outside yeah, that much. Yeah, I, I don't races. ride that much outside, to be honest. I do most of my riding indoors... And yeah, I'm a huge proponent of Trainer Road. It's it's pretty cheap too. I I paid for the year. It's a hundred bucks for a year, 
I yeah, I, I like Trainer Road. Um, I probably I use I used to, I use it too. <clears throat> this isn't a plug for Trainer Road, by the way. We, we no, this is literally our first podcast we have no sponsor. But um, I I use Trainer Road too a little bit. I kind of use it intermittently depending on like what my work week looks like and what the weather outside looks like. But it's nice to have like some structured workouts that just pop up on the screen and tell you what to do. I kind of like just being told what to do. Yeah, and I have a I have a smart trainer, so uh, it's really nice that it just changes my resistance so i don't yeah. have to really you don't even have to shift i don't have to think about that yeah that's a, that's that's makes a huge difference for sure but, for sure so yeah we'll, we'll probably talk a little bit yeah. like about how, how we train uh hopefully it would be cool to get some like actual fast people in here yeah that'd be cool maybe like just get a, a kind of a, a, mm-hmm. a pulse on like what they do how do they prepare for races and like what they're what they're you know kind of what they're like prospective is Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so what? Why don't we talk about uh, real quick what our main goals are? Um, so basically, in Wisconsin, we have a really, really good um, structure for bike racing. Actually, we have um, we have the that's uh, true. Shout out to the WCA. Yeah, like, they, we they have kill it. we have WCA, which does uh, mostly crits, a few road races, and then cyclocross. Yep. Um, and then uh, we also have something called Wars, W-O-R-S, uh, Wisconsin Off-Road Series, mm-hmm. which is a, it's the number one mountain biking series in uh, the U.S. We're actually, we're really lucky at the amount of races that we have. Like, you wouldn't think Wisconsin is a no. big cycling state. It's All really big. Oh, yeah. well, you wouldn't think of it about you it. You wouldn't right? think it's big, We're though. just kind of in the Midwest. I mean, we have winter for most of the year. Yeah. Um, but we, I mean, we have some cycling legends that come from Wisconsin, too. We I mean, have... We have Tom Schuler, Tom Schuler, Seven Eleven. He was a he was my Brother. boss during Toad. The really G-Rex. nice guy. He is, he you know he, stands up to the legend himself and his his uh, his company or crew. They put yeah. on Tour of America's Dairyland and, and Intelligentsia Intelligentsia yeah. Cup, which is just south of mm-hmm. us, which is uh, a, the same thing. It's a it's a I think it's a ten day criterium. Yeah. That's pretty Omnium big. stage race. That's big too. Yeah, yeah. It gets a lot of a lot of people to that race. So. He puts on a lot of other. Um, uh, bike events too, like right across Wisconsin. He does. He does, he that. does that too. Okay, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Tom Tom Schuler's. Yeah, that's like uh, that's like Wisconsin cycling uh, uh, like royalty right there. Yeah. So he is. It's it's kind of we're we're kind of mm-hmm. in like people don't really think about Wisconsin for cycling bike racing, but we've got an awesome an awesome uh, platform for bike racing. Yeah, we're pretty lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then so Wars has ten races, um, a season. And then uh, cyclocross is probably the has the most I, races. I think cyclocross in Wisconsin probably has the biggest following. There's a big following, uh, yeah, out of any bike racing. I mean, that's yeah. kind of funny. Like people think of cyclocross as the nichest of the niche, yeah, bike racing sports. But in in Wisconsin, uh, we have some UCI. Well, we, we used to have um, no water. That's, that's still going on. That's is, a, is it still a World Cup this year? Yeah, this okay. year it's good. I think. Oh, I'm um, thinking jingle jingle cross is no yeah. longer World Cup. So, uh, Trek CXC, which is actually, it's, I think it's called Waterloo World Cup, World Cup level yeah. cycle, cyclocross race. That's in September every year, which that race is freaking awesome because not only do they have the pros race, um, on, I believe, I believe there's two races. There's, uh, like a, a C1 or something yeah, like that yeah. in the World Cup race, but they also have amateur racing almost every day too, which is cool because you get a chance to race on a, the same course. World Cup. Yeah, pretty much the same course. World Cup level cyclocross course. I've only done the race one time back in 2016. 
but it was a freaking blast. Like, they did such an awesome job of putting together uh, a World Cup-worthy course. I mean, when I raced it, it was still a UCI race, but super, super fun. Ryan, you just got a, a cyclocross bike this year, I just too. got one. I haven't raced it yet. Yeah. Um, we And then also, too, it's, it's held at Trek headquarters, which um, I've been to a few times. I, I've been to it, I think, uh, a couple times as well. Basically, if you're if you're a cyclist and you live in Wisconsin, you it's pretty easy to find a, a, a some kind of way to take a tour of Trek, which is a it's an awesome place. Um, the people that work mm-hmm. there are great, and they they really have open, pretty much like an open door policy. They, they do. They that's, do. Anybody that's interested in their bikes, you can take a tour. I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you can just call up and take a tour. They, yeah, they have open tours. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's pretty awesome. So yeah, that, that kind of I guess that kind of takes us through like our cycling calendar in Wisconsin. Real quick, uh, oh yeah, what what is your, what what do you aim for this year? Um, I guess I don't really know. I last year I had a bunch of injuries. I really didn't get to race a lot, which was a huge bummer for me. I love racing. I want to. I if I could, I'd race every single weekend, Saturday, Sunday. But uh, last year I I just uh, I had a lot of injury, injuries and I was sick for most of the year. So. Um, I'm really trying to just stay healthy and have fun, make it to all the races that I can. Uh, that would honestly be a win for me. Like, uh, I love road racing, love crit racing. Mountain biking is pretty fun too. Um, I got to not break my wrist again this year doing that. So that's kind of a, a goal, I guess, if I do any mountain biking, not to pretzel myself and, and break something. And then, uh, cyclocross is always a blast too. I really, I've yet to find a form of bike racing that I don't like. Which is pretty nice, I guess. I guess it's something that I should keep doing. Yeah, and uh, so for me, I'm uh, fo- so I just finished up the collegiate season. I only raced one race. So. Well, okay, so uh, I feel like we're going on a lot of, lot okay. of tan- tangents, but, but in short, the the collegiate season in the Midwest. If you're a, if you go to a Wisconsin school, you got you guys kind of got to go all over the place. Like it's not that bad. It's mostly in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. That's pretty um, far, though. Four hours, five hours. It's the drive. And then, uh, so it's like mostly Indianapolis, Wisconsin, um, Michigan, and uh, Missouri. Okay. The reason Missouri's in there is because of Lindenwood. So in our conference, we have Lindenwood and Marion. It's probably two of yeah. the five top cycling schools. Um, but, okay, so past that, uh, what I'm looking for, what I'm uh, yeah, doing what this trying, year. What are you trying to do? So kind of new for me this year is I'm focusing on mountain. Usually I'm focusing on uh, crit racing. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be focusing on mountain this year. And then hopefully taking that fitness that I get from mountain. Because I'm going to be peaking really late in the year. more Like around July or August. Yeah. And then I'm going to try to take that fitness and then kind of carry it over into cyclocross season. So those, So it's kind of goes mountain cyclocross and then i'm using like crit races for kind of just like um, like tune-ups tune-ups yeah seeing where my fitness is at uh, i'm picking up everything that whenever you move oh yeah i'm picking up like you that. heard that bird <laughs> yeah, i'm picking up all that whenever you like yeah it's like okay i'll try to sit still but okay. it's probably not gonna happen all right so uh now past that we might talk about that more later you know on a different yeah. podcast and, but. and again this this podcast may, may seem like a little bit all over the place but, you know, we're, we're kind of just explaining a little bit of yeah. like, who we are, what we like to do, what Wisconsin is like, and then, you know, 
we might cover things that we actually say we are going to cover. Yeah. Who knows? We don't really have any structure. We don't have, mm-hmm. we're not looking at notes right now. We're, we're just off the cuff. That's what we're doing. Yeah. So uh, let's jump into our discussion this week. First topic. Red Hook Crit. Red Hook Crit. That's hook, common. line and Red Hook Sinker. Red Hook, hook line and Red red Hook line and Sinker. There you go. Yeah. So today is uh, 421, 2018. Yes. The first Red Hook race is going to be in one week. That's going to be April 28th, 2018. That's going to be Red Hook Brooklyn. That's, yeah, that's... The original Red Hook race. That's the original Red Hook race. Uh, for anybody that's never heard of Red Hook Criteriums, uh, a very short summary. The current organizer and owner of the series, David Trimble, he decided to organize a bike race on open streets on his birthday. I think 2008 was the first year. Don't quote me on that. Also, too, we're pretty loose. It's the 11th edition. Okay, well, we're, we're pretty so, loose with the facts on this podcast. Loose, we're loose. pretty loose. So if we get things wrong, we don't, we don't, I don't know. Yeah, we just, you know, we're, we're doing our best, so, right? So we don't do it on purpose. Uh, we're also no experts. So, yeah, so he... Um, he had this bike race, uh, invited a bunch of people. It was it was like a pretty small event, but it was kind of it was kind of famous because they did it on what's called track bikes, which are bikes with a fixed drivetrain. So there's there's one gear, and the pedals when they move, they as if the bike's moving, the pedals are moving. So that's essentially what a fixed gear bike is. Typically, they're raced on what's called a velodrome, which is a cycling track, which is just a big oval, sometimes with banked walls, um, but people have started to race them on the streets and it's made for a super interesting style of racing and typically these are raced in a criterion format so it's on a closed course with lots of turns and they're doing laps for like i think the red hook's like 60 minutes it's uh it's 32 laps so i'm so whatever that comes to yeah it usually ends around 60 minutes so Yeah. yeah so yeah the race again. It started out as kind of like a uh, just a, a an unsanctioned thing. A couple people did, and that was yeah. So that was ten or eleven years ago. It's grown into a worldwide phenomenon. It's probably one of the I would I would yeah I'd like to say it's probably one of the most followed and watched bike races in all bike racing. I have no data to back that up, but it, it's, I would it say it's it's catching. I think after especially after last year. Where if you want to go to YouTube, they made um, a documentary on the first uh, Brooklyn crit. Mm-hmm. And so I think after really focusing on the social media aspect, it's really blown up. Yeah, definitely. But I don't think it, it, it just kind of start, it started gaining momentum in the last few years. Yeah, and so the fixed gear racing is really, really interesting because, um, you know, typically in, in crit racing, um, you know, you, the bikes, they have gears and... Uh, you know, if somebody, for example, goes off the front, typically what happens is, you know, everybody puts it into, you know, the, the 5311 and they just stomp down and try to catch people, right? Um, the, the racing dynamic is a lot different in, in Red Hook races because there's only one gear. People have different gear ratios for what they want to accomplish in the race, too. If you want to be on a breakaway, well... You better have like a, a gear that you can spin at a pretty high high percentage of power for you know I don't know 20, 30, maybe even forty minutes going a solo breakaway, and at the same time you've got guys that are looking to you know hopefully hopefully sprint in the very end, so they're gonna take a, a gear ratio that's gonna favor you know, putting out some more power. Um, 
I, I don't know a whole lot about, you know, gear ratios, exactly what they're using in the Red Hook, but all I know is that everybody's, you know, got something different and they use uh, whatever works for them. Yeah. So here's the Wikipedia page for Red Hook. What is that? Wikipedia? WikiLeaks? Wikipedia? It's, it's pronounced Wikipedia, but that's fine, right? So I'm going to sum We're it up We're no English quick. majors. We, got, we do have college degrees, but... I'm going to sum up the wiki, Wikipedia. Is that oh, better? Yeah, that's better. All right, yeah. I'm going to sum up the Wikipedia for Red Hook Crit. Okay. All right, so Red Hook Crit is a uh, criterium bike race that's held annu annually in Red Hook, Brooklyn. That's why it's called Red Hook. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. It's also held in three European uh, cities, Milan, Barcelona, and uh, Greenwich... Greenwich Pencil Peninsula, Greenwich Peninsula, London. You got that one out. Yeah, Good. that's okay. about it. I think there's more than that though. Um, I'm gonna look up. So last yeah. year was Milan. Uh, and and this this race started in, in Brooklyn. So yeah, kind of the funny thing is Brooklyn is. I uh, some people might consider that like the the world championship. It's maybe not the world championship, but it's definitely one of the more prestigious Red Hook races because mm -hmm. it's got the most history out of all the races. It's the only U.S. race, although he's talked about bringing another race to the U.S. I think they're doing one in San Francisco this year. This year? I'm not sure. I think yes. so. Okay. Don't quote me on that. Let yeah. me look. Let me look. Um, uh, I think they only have the, the Brooklyn race up right now. Yeah, right. I think so. Um, but they... So originally... When they first started, they did it in Brooklyn, and uh, they held it on open streets. They just, yeah. everybody met up at like 10 p.m., and they just did it like, uh, you know, Too Fast, Too Furious style, where they just raced around the block. Okay, not the Fast and Furious, but it's specifically Too Fast, Too Furious. Um, yeah, I think it was that movie. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> where, where it starts off, and they race around the thing, and then all the cops come. Oh, okay. But it, it's basically that style, yeah. but on, 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 on bikes. But no no cops came to this one. No. I don't think they Technically, did. what they were doing, it was what? illegal. It was illegal, yeah. It was illegal, but I don't think I don't think it got like, busted. I think it was illegal. Yeah, it was illegal. I don't know. It was on open streets. Someone's gonna, is someone going to like, be like, no, you can't I, ride your bikes around here. I, yeah, right. I think they had people watching the... I'm guessing so. I, that's, yeah. I would hope so. They have, but it's it's pretty cool. Like that's how it literally started as a bunch of people. David Trimble. Hey, it's my birthday. Let's have a bike race. Let's do it. Yeah, that that that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, fixed gear racing has become really popular too. Mm -hmm. um, Red Hook was probably started it. Uh, yeah, I started the, I, the fixed gear. Race. I think it's where fixed gear. Besides racing track, but track. Well, yeah, I mean that they're really not the same thing though. In a lot of places, I mean, like for us, uh, track racing isn't really an option. Well, no, no. There's very few velodromes in the United States, but yeah. So I guess fixed gear, or red, excuse me, Red Hook really did start the fixed gear craze. And now, crits. I, I guess the, the fixed gear crits. Yeah, crits. Fixed gear racing is really not like a road racing kind of thing. They're they're typically on closed courses, shorter distances. But the fixed gear racing has been really popular though because you get there's kind of a subculture of people that just ride fixies around they, they like the fixies they like riding them around the cities and they're a lot more affordable too like bike racing is a super expensive sport i mean to get a really nice bike all the gear you're spending thousands of dollars you can buy like a pretty good fixed gear bike for like five hundred dollars i mean like uh, if you just want a basic bike yeah you could pay 500 bucks yeah, for a basic if, if you spend a thousand dollars on a fixed gear bike you're getting a, a really good bike 
probably. Mm-hmm. Um, you spend a thousand dollars on a road bike, you are gonna get not a very good bike. So it's got some appeal there. Um, it's gotten so popular that even in our local series, the WCA hosted Criteriums, they actually added a fixed gear category. Yeah, to every single race, which is bananas because we have some really hilly crits. Like today, the crit that we were just talking about, right now, what it's about five five thirty. They're just starting a fixed gear race on this yeah. bombed out pothole road that goes like you're probably going 30 40 miles an hour down this hill every single lap so uh, uh thoughts and prayers out to the people racing the fixed gear race mm-hmm. in Whitnell today uh i hope nobody dies that's all i'm gonna say yep but let me look i'm very well we got um what are you looking for oh okay so this year there's um i was gonna go over uh the the rules and rule changes of brooklyn this year uh, no, so it's different. So it's it's interesting how they do. Um, oh, you mean like qualifying? And yeah. So the, how they qualify and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So basically, they had a uh, thing about. It. So, so I I, I kind of roughly remember how how the qualifying works. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's really more like like car racing in terms of how you qualify for these races. Yeah. Um, so there's there's four heats. Yeah. So each heat each heat has um i believe 80 people yeah so uh four heats 80 people per heat 20 people per heat the top 20 make it to the final okay but um what they started doing was a it's called another chance race yeah so everybody is guaranteed two races that day which that's pretty popular in other forms of racing Mm -hmm. car racing motorcycle racing there's always like a last chance event to get yeah. into the final. So, um, so everyone, no matter uh, who you are, doesn't matter how well you do, you get two races that day, which I think is great. Because if you make yeah. it, if you go all the way out there and you only get one one race, and mm-hmm. you know that's that's pretty cool. That you get two. the the um, The heat races are twelve laps, so those are I think they're within probably 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, a 20, 30 minute race. Yeah. I really like the open format of the race, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter if you have never raced a bike before or if you're a professional bike racer. Yeah. Anybody can, you know, rock up to this race, sign up. You know, they could get into the main, and they could even do well, you know, with with zero bike racing credentials, which is kind of cool. I mean, I think that's kind of how it should yeah. be, you know. I, I think everybody that's raced bikes before has shown up to their, like, whatever. Or maybe you've been this person, mm-hmm. and you show up here local cat five crit and there's literally somebody there that you know they've never like formally raced a bike before but they're lapping the field like you know yeah (laughs) usually if they're like triathletes or mountain bike racers and they come in they're like can i just skip head ahead to like cat three and they're like nope you gotta you gotta start cat five gotta learn and then they just spank the field yeah and everybody just goes home sad yeah so um and then so top 20 go to the final now uh the new specific change this year so it used to be that um, the top five in each uh, another chance race. So there's four heats again in the, on the another chance race. You you race in the same heat again, uh, just with twenty less riders, and then the top five of each of those heats make it to the final race. But then they're they start at the very back. Yeah. So positioning in these races is super important because there's a ton of racers in the main event. And the races are super fast. They're on a really tight course. 
it is super hard to move up in these races. Like, yeah, stupidly hard, as as um, as I'm told. So this year, they added that the first place finisher in each heat gets put into the fifth lane of uh, the final. Mm-hmm. So like last year, there was um, ooh, um Aldo something. Um, Aldo Ilesic. Yes. Uh, sorry if we're pronouncing Aldo's name wrong. He's done the race uh, quite a few times. Yep. He's, uh, Aldo Eno Elsick. Yes. Specialized Rocket Espresso. He um he didn't make it into the final, I believe because of a mechanical or a yep. flat. And he took first place, started in last, and then won the race. Yeah, which is crazy. That's that's awesome. Oh wait, no, he did he did not he win. Didn't the win. Race. No. No. So speaking of Aldo, something that happened last year during the, the twenty seventeen Red Hook, um I, and I I think this was during the 2017 Red Hook. The two men that were out front on a, a two-man breakaway was uh, Stefan Schaefer of uh, Specialized Rocket Espresso. Oh, that's who I'm thinking of. Yep, yep. There was Stefan Schaefer, and then there was also, uh, what's his name? Colin. Uh, Colin Strickland. Colin Strickland, yep. Who was the. Former winner. Yes. Former winner. The year before, he it was the overall yep. winner. Those two were out front. They were on a solo breakaway at the. Pretty, pretty close to the end of the race, there was a pretty big crash. They reset the race. Um, Aldo just handed his bike. He, so he was involved in the crash. Just handed his bike to somebody in the crowd. They gave him a free wheel, fixed his bike while he was waiting, slammed a beer, proceeded to uh, restart the race and take third place in the field sprint. So Aldo's an absolute animal. And he, he placed the highest of the Specialized Rocket Espresso team. No, uh, Stefan Schaefer was on that team. Now I'm looking at the overall. Oh, the overall. Well, we're talking about Brooklyn. Oh, well, I was, I was talking about the overall. Well, he, overall, okay, overall. He, he placed highest on the uh, Specialized Rocket Espresso. Yeah. And then um, for the, the team, I believe they, they took um, and, and I believe they took fifth overall for yeah. team standings. Yeah. And, and Colin, Colin Strickland, he was on uh, Intelligentsia racing yes. last year. Which, he might have been the only person on that team. No, he had Marius Petrace, I believe. Uh, oh, okay, couple, yeah. They, they took, other, their yeah. team took fourth overall. And, and I think some of the one of the things that I find the coolest about this kind of fixed gear racing is it's so new. You're you're drawing people from all forms of bike racing because mm-hmm. anybody that starts this fixed gear racing, there's a group of people, a group of racers that that's the only that's their entrance in the race, yeah. right? These fixed gear crits. Um, that's kind of all they know in terms mm-hmm. of racing. There's uh, you get professional. Uh, road racers, people that are even doing it for a living, even people at the World Tour level are showing up for these Red Hook criteriums. Yeah. Um, Ivan Cortina of Bahrain. I mean, the, guy who, um, the guy who took first place overall last year, he raced for, um, and this is his team biography, mm-hmm. he raced for Quick Step, he raced for Team Sky, Yeah. Uh, so, Leopold Trek, um, what's that? He uh, then went to some continental teams after that, but yeah, these people are legit racers. And the crazy thing too is, in, at the same time, uh, you get people like Addison Zwanda, who has placed really well. I don't know if he's ever won any of these Red Hook crits. He's definitely, I believe, been on the podium mm-hmm. or at least for sure within the top five a couple of times. He races the entire series. Uh, I believe he just has a, a BMX background. He does race bikes, other kinds of bikes. I think he does a little bit of road racing. But this is like this is his jam. Like 
fixed gear crit racing. Like, yeah, that's you know, and he's he's throwing elbows and uh, going head to head with some of these guys that are on the most prestigious uh, World Tour racing team, which is freaking awesome to see. You know, it's just such a new type of racing. Um, so yeah, I think that's awesome. We've talked a lot about the men's racing. You know, actually, before we before we go on, uh, who are you looking out for? Hot hot takes. Let's let's get some takes, takes. on this on this race. Uh, what what do you think the podium's gonna be running? Uh, for the first one, um, we should probably open up like a start list. Too. I think, I think for uh, yeah, I got um, yeah start list. Okay, I got one too. I know, I know, Specialized Rocket Espresso's coming out. Um, they did, they did really well overall last year, just with the great racing yeah. and stuff. Yeah, the team is really strong. They have a road so, contingent as well too. So like, these guys are pretty specialized in crit racing. But yeah, but who who's your who's your podium? Um, what's your, what's your, what's your armchair take on this? I think, uh, if I'm going to, I think, uh, I think Colin Strickland does well. Um, he did well last year at this race. Same with, um, uh, um, what's his name? Stefan Schaefer, maybe. Aldo, you know, um, or even Iman Lucas. He's been okay, he's okay. been really he's been racing in uh he's been Europe. racing in he's uh, coming in the back Netherlands. Yep. yeah he's, he's gonna be on a Dutch continental team right I now. think he I believe he's racing for Rocket Espresso I'm is. not sure well, how that works with his we, current um yeah we we've got him on the start list with a uh, specialized Rocket Espresso, Rocket Espresso okay. yeah um he's also joined by some other teammates uh, I believe some of his teammates that were formerly on the Crit Life team which Crit he raced with, with last year awesome team uh, all right so that's that's your podium. Yes. All yes. right. Um, all right. So my podium. Uh, I think uh, Iman is looking. I. I mean, if you follow him on any kind of socials or anything, he's he's currently doing some some super oh. high level racing in Europe. Can I add one person? You just what? Justin oh, right. Williams. Uh, I got. Is he you. on the? Is he on the podium? He's racing he for Specialized uh, Rocket Espresso this year. He is. He's got some experience in those races too. I think he does well. You think he does? Oh, he's okay. top ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would say so. Yeah, he's super strong, super fast. Mm-hmm. Winner of the Downer Super Cream. Yes, controversy. Um, <laughs> a lot of controversy. There. Oh, it was, it was close, but uh, yeah. I, okay, so I'll, I'll give my my podium. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a, a pretty controversial stance, and I, I don't think Colin Strickland is gonna be on the podium. Um, I think he's just such a marked man, and. Specialized Rocket Espresso is even stronger than they were last year, by I think by a lot of accounts. Uh, unless he has something really special up his sleeve, uh, he, he's not quite the sprinter that a lot of the other guys that are in the field. Uh, what they can do, you know, I would say he's probably not going to be on the podium for me. I think I I have uh, I've got a feeling that Iman Lucas is going to come out swinging. I think he had a whole season of racing these Red Hook races and some fixed year races to kind of like get some experience see what it's all about uh i think he's going to be super fast at the same time uh i can't not see justin williams winning any kind of field sprint even if it's on these fixed gear bikes you know i know he's a road sprinter but the guy is so fast he's an absolute beast i'm, I'm gonna you know what i'm gonna go ahead and say specialized rocket espresso that's going to be your first and second with Iman Lucas. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to go solo. I think he's going to win. And then I think Justin Williams is going to be followed closely behind. 
Um, and for, let's see, I, I have one more spot on the podium. I think it's a tough one. I think some other rider from Specialized Rocket Espresso is probably going to. Yeah, I'm, you know, that's that's going to be my take. It's going to be a Specialized Rocket Espresso 1 through 3. I think Brandon Fury is racing this race this year. Yeah. If he is, I'm going with him. That's my podium. Okay. 1 through 3. Guys, don't let me down. <laughs> and make me look like I don't know what I'm talking about. All right. Uh, let's talk women's real quick. Yeah, let's talk women's race. All right, so uh, women's is a little bit different. Um, they do have uh, less less racer, racers. Um, all right, so this is it's it, the uh, race format is a little bit different for men. So I'm gonna just read it off from you from straight from the website, uh-huh. and then we'll talk how they do the heats in the final. All right. Um, sure. So each uh, competitor is gonna compete in a heat race. Uh, there's only one heat race. Um, athletes that finish in the top 30 in their heat advance directly to the final. And then any a- athletes after uh, the top 30 will advance to the um, another chance race. Okay. And then um, and with the I top think- 40 from the uh, another chance race go to um, nope that's wrong. Uh, 25 top 25. Okay. And I think yeah top the- 25 go to the final. Kind of the crazy thing with the women's race um, is I think for it's it's I think it's a little bit more unpredictable than the men's racing because <clears throat> occasionally you get these absolute hitters that show up. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, like one year Danny King, former Olympian, I think she has a gold medal. Don't quote me on that, but she probably does. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. Danny King, she had a gold medal at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Uh, she showed up one year and basically lapped the field, rode everybody off the wheel. Uh, you get occasionally you get some some super strong women that come out of absolute nowhere and are just absolute hitters. Uh, on the other hand, you've got some some familiar faces that are always towards the front of the field. Uh, you've got Ash Dubin, um, Anara, Anara Augusto. She's always been up front, pretty pretty close. Uh, Sammy Rumels is a, a rider. I think she's riding for uh, Aventon Cycles. Um, she's usually up in the mix. I'm sure there's a couple more that I'm forgetting that are consistently in the top five. But, yeah, women's women's racing has been super, super competitive in the last few years. And also, at the mm-hmm. same time, a little bit unpredictable. Yep. So, um, for women, then, uh, what, what's your podium? Okay, uh, I'll go first with this one. Let's see. Um, I got my podium. You got your podium? Yeah. You already picked? Yep. Okay. All right, you probably know something I don't know. But I'm, I'm going to go with Ash Dubin. I think Ash is going to take the win. I think she won the Barcelona race this year. And if you follow Ash on any of the socials, it looks like she's been doing some serious training in Spain, uh, getting some huge miles in the Verona area. So uh, I've got a feeling that she's going to come out and be absolutely flying this uh, coming Red Hook season. Um, My other pick, I'm going to say, I think I mentioned it before, Sammy Rumels, Rumels. Excuse me if I'm not pronouncing that right. <clears throat> she's a she. I mean, she's a super super good bike racer. She does pretty much everything: road, um, cyclocross, mountain biking. She's super good at these fixed gear races. For some, for whatever reason, I think she just has a lot of experience on the bikes, and she's been racing these for quite a few years now. So I think she's going to be coming into the season. Uh, with a lot of experience, and I think she's got some super good fitness, 
with, I think she's a collegiate racer, so she's, she, I know she's been racing probably. So yeah, that's my, that's my second place, Ash, and then Sammy, and then, let's see, third place, third place, third place, third place, I would want to put it to Ainara Augusto, but I don't know if she is actually racing. So I'm going to go with another Aventum Factory rider, Esther Walker. She's definitely been up there in a lot of the races. I think she's been on the podium a couple times. So uh, she seems like one of the more consistent riders and racers. So, yeah, that's my podium. Um, okay. Ash, Sammy, and Esther. Okay. And I'm going to watch all the racing. I'm going to agree with you on the first one. Okay. You're, At, you're going Ash, with Ash Dubin. Ash Dubin for Ash Dubin. the win. Ash Dubin for the win. Okay. Um, major part of that, too. She's American. I want to see an American go, on, the, on the podium of the Brooklyn Lane. Go, go America. Um, second after that, uh, Eleanor Sariva? 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 Sariva. Yep, she okay. won the overall last year. Uh, and then uh, after that, I think... Um, Carla Naffer. Was she the one... Um, Carla's on the Crit Life team? Or no? Yes. That, uh, well, she's so she was on the Crit Life team. That's uh, who I'm thinking specialized of. Specialized rock, the, uh, the female specialized rock espresso. Um, yeah, she's definitely definitely one of the faster riders. Um, she's got some good experience now after doing quite a bit of crit racing in America and then also going over to do these graphic races. I want to say uh, I think she, she had some pretty good results last year. She did. I don't know if she exactly does or what the results are, but I. She um took uh third overall. Yeah, so that's solid. So she's definitely consistent. And yeah, I I think you can really you can rely pretty heavily on the overall results because those are the men and women that know how to race the series. They know how to get through the races without crashing, and they just overall they know what they're doing. I think the difference too between men and women racing is uh the women's ra the women racing like the. Uh, the finishers are a lot more consistent. Yeah, I, I agree. You, you start to see the same. You start to see the know. same people kind of in that top three, top five. Yeah, yeah. We're actually watching. We have we have some kind of racing on. This on, is an ad. This is an ad. Yeah, it's we an have, ad for Red Hook so, right now. So we have other some other kind of bike racing, like the Tour of Croatia, is just playing in the background, and there's a Red Hook ad on YouTube. So it's blowing up. It's getting big. All right, so uh, it, it might not have been like a Red Hook ad, but it was it was featuring the Red Hook yep. race, yeah. Which, yeah, watching. So we just had this bike race. Basically, if you just want to find some kind of bike race, like something to put on the TV where you don't really have to pay attention, you can basically just watch European road racing um, on a flat stage of some kind of race. Uh, you know, not to knock against road racing. I do some road racing. We do a little bit of road racing, but. You know what? It's just it's hard to watch sometimes. There's just not a lot going on. You if know? you go to YouTube and you're not on your trainer, you maybe watch the last ten kilometers. Oh yeah, I I don't think I ever put it on for like an hour long like workout or something. I think that's like the difference that. between that and like Red Hook. Yeah, I'll watch the entire Red Hook race. That's true. I yeah I will. It's it's action from start to finish. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, same. Yeah. It. Um, so yeah, so that's um, that's our Red Hook so predictions. Where 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 to watch Red Hook? I have no idea. Is I there a actually live wasn't sure either. I was actually trying to look that up. Okay. Um, um, there's usually I don't I don't know exactly. If oh, here video video. Oh, cool. All right. All right. Yeah. So you can. All right, everybody. For reference, uh, we're getting all of our. our okay. No, it from. just directs you to YouTube. Oh, okay. They might have a. They, 
we don't know. I they assume they have a live stream. They might have a YouTube live stream. Or we get all of our information just directly from redhookcrit.com. Uh, so, Red Hook, if you're listening, maybe you let need, us know. Let let us know. Maybe maybe to like, be continued though. To be continued. I'm sure we'll do like a, a recap of Red Hook and just uh, talk about what happened and just uh, you know, go over that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we're excited um, to watch it. What, yeah, if you're interested, uh, Red Hook put out a documentary on YouTube. Uh, it's on their YouTube channel, Red Hook Crit. You can, uh, they did a full documentary on the Brooklyn race from last year. It's, I think it's about 45 minutes, hour long. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, a great, it's a great documentary. Really sums up what the racing's all about. And then uh, they commentate parts of the, uh, the race. Yeah. How are we doing for time, Ryan? What are we at? We're at... You know... Um, 52 minutes. Wow. That, so, that let's, we'll, we'll wrap by. this up. Time flies when you're podcasting. That's what I'm quickly learning. All right. Social media recommend. Social media, media recommend. one recommend. Uh, I kind of mentioned it earlier. Uh, I would say Iman Lucas. Follow him on Instagram. Everything he puts up is fire. The dude loves, uh, I don't know, house music. He's always, like, 100% feeling awesome. He does a lot on Instagram. Yeah. He, he, he started just, a, uh, a vlog, too, on um, YouTube. Iman Lucas. Uh, he's got, like, six episodes. And he's got some dope socks, too. Uh, I yep. don't I don't know exactly what they're called. He always uh, has pictures of them. Uh, the dude is always hanging out with Nikki Terpstra and Lawrence Tendam, which is also pretty cool, mm-hmm. too. Uh, guys loving life. It just makes me feel better, like, yeah. looking at his Instagram every day. So, yeah, that's, that's going to be my recommend. Iman Lucas. That was going to be my recommended as well. Oh, did I steal it? So yeah. I'm going to bring up All right, so um, Ryan's, another one. Ryan's uh, uh, hastily scanning yeah, his now I got to look up. Um, for okay, so it, it's kind of related to him. Uh, okay. The Crit Life. Yeah, the Crit Life team is... Uh, that's where that's that's where I first... Um, he, he came from Crit Life last year. Yeah, it's a it's a team that's... Uh, it's their, I think they're 100% Crit-focused. They have, they're super stylish, they've got some awesome specialized bikes, and the guys on the team, I don't know how the team is changing this year, or who's all on the team. All I know is last year, it's still it's still around, but I just don't know like who's actually riding for mm-hmm. it. Um, the guys are just super cool. Um, they're they, really fit. They're, super, they're good at they're crit racing. They're super fast. They came to what we've mentioned before, Two of America's Dairyland and Intelligentsia Cup. Dominated. Uh, oh, they, they, they were winning multiple days, right? So... Super fast guys. Yeah, they've got an awesome follow. I think Iman actually does a lot of their social media too. So if you like Iman's Instagram, uh, definitely give Crit Life a follow as yeah. well. And they got dopes, bikes, and kids. Oh, they're, yeah, it's, they're just super, super stylish. Um, yeah, everything that they do is, is pretty sweet. Yeah, so uh, The Crit Life and Iman Lucas. Yeah, Go those, check them out on Instagram. They're a great follow. Those are our, our social media recommendations. Yeah. Do you wanna do? Uh, do we have an Instagram? No, you know, not yet. Yet, yeah, we'll we'll, right. we'll let you know when we figure out. Yeah, our, our Instagram is contingent on figuring out the title. The title. So, so right now it's a running title: Bike Race Weekly or Race Biking Weekly. So, uh, leave a comment. Uh, do we have comments? Well, when we put it up, eventually can, you'll be able to tweet it. Us. Can, not uh, yet, though. You can subscribe and leave a comment, leave yes. a review for us. Let us know how you like the idea, if there's anything we yeah. can change. We would love it. Any kind of review is a good review. Uh, like we said, this is the first one. We're kind of working the bugs out, and we're 
get a good feel for uh, how everything is going to go. So, uh, if you enjoyed this one, uh, props to you, because I think everybody's first podcast is never good. I didn't think it was bad, though. Well, we'll see when we listen to yeah, it Yeah, so, uh, subscribe uh, if you want more um, bike racing. Uh, Specifically, U.S. bike racing. Yep. We're going to try to get a podcast out at least once a week. We're going to be covering the biggest races all throughout the U.S. If you love U.S. bike racing, if you love crit racing, if you love uh, any kind of bike racing, cross, cyclocross, uh, mountain. mountain biking, yep. uh, I don't know, track cycling. We might do something with track cycling. We might do something with Who track cycling. the heck knows? We might do some live interviews. It's going to continue to evolve, and we hope that you guys want to come along for the ride because mm-hmm. it's going to be a blast. Up next, uh, Athens Twilight. So uh, we will release that. Look out for that. Yeah, so that's we're going to be talking about Athens next week. And, uh, yeah. Is that it? That it? That's it. Let's, All right. Let's, let's wrap. All right. Peace. That's a wrap. All right. Peace out, guys.